I'm Tom Ruggles, and this is the Hawks Nest Podcast. Welcome, Hawks fans, to the Hawks Nest Podcast for the Drysdale Football Netball Club. Welcome, Tom. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Uh, not too bad. Yeah. Um, how you been? Yeah, not too bad. Cruising? Good. Uh, we'll get straight into it. So, yeah, currently playing at Leopold Footy Club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, started at Drysdale, all your juniors. Yep. What What were you like as a junior footballer, like, you know, under 16s, under 18s? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah? Yeah, I knew how to kick and handball and all that sort of stuff, so it wasn't too bad, but, yeah, um, yeah. I guess you could, yeah, so I was all right. You're all right. Uh, any any achievements growing up playing footy? Like awards? Um, yeah, well, obviously a few, few BNFs. Um, yeah. A few coaches' awards. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, perfect, mate. Um, so tell us about you uh, debuting in the seniors. Can you remember any of that? Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it was talk air at home. Um I was pretty nervous, obviously, uh, still in high school. So, um, yeah, I actually think I took the Friday off from high school, um, yeah, just to get ready. And, um, yeah, obviously, Torquay was, um, the, at, the, at the top of the competition back then. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was pretty, pretty good experience to go up against them in my first game. Yeah, it would have been. Um, so how old were you, 16? Uh, yeah, 16 at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can you remember, like, did, how many games did you play that season leading uh, into the grand final? Uh, I think I played nearly every game. Um, yeah. I think I played two Geelong Falcons games as a body yeah. major. And um, I think I missed one game. I think I got knocked out. So I missed the next week. Yeah. So uh, did, did you make your debut away to 09? Uh, 09. Yep. So you played most of the season, a couple of Falcons games and then... Got to the finals and how, how did that go? What were you thinking then? Um, yeah, I was obviously the nerves um, kicked up even more, and um, a lot of the older boys uh, had a fair bit of um, experience to to pass on to me. I remember Flobs, put myself, yep. Jolly, um, and Mitch away from training. I think leading into our first final, I think we played Torquay or something like that, and yeah. um, just gave us some words of wisdom, and that was pretty good, obviously to have someone with, of his calibre, um, you know, show, sort of help settle our nerves and yep. um, and that sort of stuff. So so that, that those type of blokes like Flybes, they were probably the blokes that you looked up to at that young age. Yeah, yep, definitely. Yeah. All right. And then, so grand final day, can you remember much from it or not? I actually don't remember much of the grand final day. Uh, yeah. I remember driving down the highway and um, – I think Annie Taylor and, and maybe someone else had the nearly every signpost uh, yeah. taped up with Drysdale colours. So yeah. that's pretty much about the only thing I remember of even of the game. I don't really remember much of the game. Yeah. It was all bit of a bit of a whirlwind. But um, that, so you don't, you don't remember much. But to think that you're a Premiership player at such a young age, you've got to be pretty proud of that. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, definitely proud of that. Um. I remember distinctly going back to the footy club that night and yeah. um, had some retired players sort of come up to me and sort of said that, um, you know, that they probably I probably won't realise what 
I've just achieved and, and yeah. how hard it is because I was so young. Um, and sort of as I'm getting older now and, and haven't won one since, I'm sort of starting yeah. to realise that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pretty special feeling. Yeah, it would have been. Um, so, you know, you're at Drysdale. Did you have a certain friendship group that you'd, you'd hang around with down there or just kind of everyone would be together on those function nights? I, th- I think everyone was sort of together. We had, we had a pretty tight-knit group that, um, you know, we didn't really have uh, quickly clicky groups that, you know, some people sort of yeah. these days. Um, we're all pretty good, and especially me being so much younger than all the other boys. Uh, yeah. You know, they sort of they took me under their wing and um, bought me beers and stuff at the function. Yeah. Obviously couldn't, couldn't, um, didn't have a fake ID or anything, so yeah, no. they all looked after me there. But, um, yeah, Unreal. It, yeah, it was all, all pretty good. Yeah, and then so you played 2009 Grand Final with Drysdale, and then what what happened the next year? Uh, what, what, where'd you where'd you go? What kind of thing did you do with your football? Uh, yeah, so the year after was my top age um, Falcons. Uh, yep, got put in the leadership group um, at there, so that was um, that was pretty good. And then obviously played pretty much the whole year there, um, except I probably missed the last. Nine games of that year, I uh, yep. snapped the tendons in my um, little finger. Yeah. So I had to get surgery on that. So I missed uh, nine nine weeks with that um, and then came back for the first final and I think we got knocked out in straight sets. So um, didn't really go too well in yeah. return. That's right. But just to have that that bit of experience uh, in the TAC Cup, is there any um, no- notable players that you played with? Um in the oh, Falcons? Yeah, so I had uh, Luke Dalhouse, Billy Smith, um, yeah. Jaden Pitt, Josh Walker. Um, and then there might have been a few others that I think got drafted that year. So um, there's some, yeah, good players in that group. So it wasn't a too bad of a group nah. uh, down there? No, nah, it's pretty good. So that, was that when you were, what, 17? Uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, I would have been 18 that year. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so... Yeah, you played a couple of Falcons games that year, and then um, going to 2011, did you, you still at Drysdale or had you moved? Nah, so I'd signed at Werribee in the VFL. Um, yeah. So a few of the few of my close mates at the Falcons, they all went up there um, after not getting drafted. So I sort of decided to go up with there with them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I spent I think three years there. Um, sort of had had a few injuries there, so um, my time there was pretty limited. So. Um. Yeah, didn't didn't get much time up there. I hear while you were at Werribee, you went off to stall for a couple of games. Did you? Yeah, has, has Binger told you that one? Has he? Oh, maybe, <laughs> mate. Yeah. So, um, I would actually worked out that uh, Drysdale had a buy that week, and I was coming yeah. back from injury, and I sort of wanted to. So, so, were you like? Did you have? So, if you weren't playing VFL, did you have Drysdale or Leopold as your club? Uh, yeah, I had Drysdale. Yeah. I didn't didn't really sign anywhere, but Drysdale yeah, yeah. while I was there. Um, yeah. But yeah, Drysdale or the BFL had a buy, and um, I had a close family friend up in Stall that had wanted yeah. to try and get me up there for a few years. So I thought I'd take yeah. the opportunity to, to play a few games there, and um, I think I ended up playing three for the rest of the season and and played in their finals. Um, yeah. But I think we got knocked out in the prelims, so that was about it. That's right. For the different. Uh... Different place to play footy. Yeah, 
different standard as well. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't very good. I was pretty much playing with 16-year-olds who had played under 16s yeah. reserves and seniors in the one day. So, yeah, um, standard was yeah a lot different, but... Yeah, it would have been a big change, bit of a big change up there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, so you've done that. So, following Werribee, what happened next? Um, yeah, so left Werribee, uh, had a few close mates at Leopold. Um, and yeah. obviously playing in the GFL, sort of wanted to to play in the, I guess, the higher level at the time. Um, and yeah, so Brent Howth and, and Jai Thompson, um, a few yeah. of those boys were there, so... Um, and obviously Steve Clark, who um, was the coach at the time, um, yeah. sort of yeah, got me down there for a quick chat, and that's about all it took. And yeah, signed pretty much there and then in the one night. Yeah. And uh, how many how many years did you play at Leopold in uh, the following years? Nah, so I played that one year. That was two thousand fourteen. Um, yeah. Made the grand final, but um, unfortunately lost to Colwack. Um, yeah. They better spy a bit seven goals or something. Um, and then Geelong VFL um, offered me a contract. So yeah. I sort of thought um, while I was at that age, I'd um, you know, give that give the VFL another crack and um, yeah. came off a, a pretty good year at Leopold. So I thought I'd challenge myself again and, um, yeah, signed at the VFL and then, yeah. yeah so did they, the VFL... Uh, Cats, did they come to you and just say, "Look, we've we've been watching you." Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was actually um, going to contact them, um, but I was going to contact them that night, and they actually contacted me in the afternoon and, and offered me a contract. So even if yeah. they didn't ring me, I was going to sort of see if I could go back down and have another crack at it. Yeah, perfect. And so, um, start training the cats that preseason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that preseason. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, how many how many games did you end up playing that season um, with the Cats? I played every game, so I played eighteen yeah. games. Um, but I think we finished on the bottom of the ladder, so we didn't actually play finals. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good experience. Um, met some played with some good players and um, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So. And then, so you've just you played the VFL all season, and then. So that's is that twenty fifteen? Uh yeah, twenty fifteen, yeah. yeah. So that's twenty fifteen, and then tell us what happened at the end of that season, and tell us all about that. Yeah, so obviously at the end of that year, um, I won the VFL Best and Fairest. Um, so that was um, yeah, that was a privilege to um, sort of take that home, and um, yeah, and obviously yeah, once that had happened, um, obviously a few clubs. Had, had been interested. Um, spoke with yep. Essendon and um, I think it was Melbourne and, and Geelong, obviously. Um, yeah. And yeah, fortunate enough that um, Geelong took me with their last pick in the rookie draft a couple of months later. And uh, you would have been bloody proud of that one. But, but like, before we keep going on with that, what if you can remember what those discussions are like with those other clubs, Melbourne, Essendon and, and Geelong, what, like, what did they say to you like? Um, well, the Melbourne one was pretty brief. It was, I think that was just more of a, um, they had a few standard questions that they were probably asking a lot of the people they were interested yeah. in. Um, Essendon were pretty keen. I had a few chats with them. Um, and I sort of, I sort of thought that that was probably where I was going to be heading. Um, and yeah. I didn't actually talk to Geelong until, um, the night before the rookie draft. Um, Stephen Wells, um, I got in contact with Stephen Wells and, 
went in there the night before the rookie draft and had a quick chat with him and um, Steve Hocking and Simon Lloyd. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they called my name out the next morning. And then you, uh, well, you were on the list from then uh, in the rookie draft. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously you've been you've been training with the cats. So did you did you train up at up at Deakin or at, at Cadinia Park? Uh, my first year, I think we spent most of our time at Newtown. Actually, um, really, yeah. Obviously, when they were. Uh, um, they were redeveloping the the stand, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pretty much my whole first preseason was at Newtown. Um, is this with, is this with the VFL or the AFL list? Uh, with the together? AFL. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, been rookie, and then, um, yeah, the first preseason there with them was yeah at Newtown, and then they finally let us back on the ground, and um, and then the second year was we did most of our preseason at um, at Warm Ponds then. Yeah. So, yeah. Up there. Um, so, if you can remember, yeah, you get get to preseason with, with the AFL list. Obviously, there'd be some, there'd be a lot of the same similar blokes. But now that you're on the AFL list, are you thinking how like how good is this? You're seeing all these blokes you see on TV, and you're thinking I'm training with them now. Yeah. Obviously, think... there's a lot of the similar blokes that you would have been with the VFL, but yeah, I think. Um... Well, the year I got there was obviously all the hype with uh, Dangerfield um, coming yeah. to Geelong. So, I mean, like you said, you, you sort of watch them on tally and, um, yeah, you sort of look at them as sort of, or well, not heroes, but, you know, some um, pretty special people. And then yeah. once you go in there and you start training with them and start talking to them, you realise they're just, they're no different to you and they all like to have a bit of a laugh and, yeah. and a bit of a stuff around. So, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And then you, uh, so you done all the preseason. No hiccups in the preseason. You good preseason. Yeah, no, I had a had a pretty decent preseason. I um, I actually remember when I got there, I was um, a bit overweight. Even though I don't look fat, I was according to yeah. them, overweight, and yeah, um, I had to do a couple of early sessions um, in the morning before the main training session. So pretty much for my first three months there, I was doing two sessions a day. Um, yep. just to get myself right and I think um, sort of paid dividends in the end where um, and I, was, I was injury free and, and was starting to get to a um, decent level of fitness where I was um, yeah putting myself in a decent position to um, yeah get the call up which I eventually did yep and so you made your debut uh, against Brisbane in round three at uh, Kidinia Park yeah what was that what was that like you know yeah, that... t- talk us through the like, who told you that you're debuting? Um, yeah, so Chris Scott um, rang me on the Thursday night, obviously when they had team selection, um, and yeah, just yeah, pretty much just said that um, I'd had my chance to play that weekend, and um, yeah. obviously it was pretty standard. Nothing's changed. Just do what you're doing, um, all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it's pretty special, and then. Um, obviously getting told that on Thursday and not playing till Sunday. It was a long four days. Um, yeah. Obviously pretty excited and being able to play in my hometown with obviously um, a lot of my mates wanting tickets and, and family. So, yeah, um, it was also a pretty, pretty busy few days trying to get them tickets and, and all that sort of stuff. But did you, so what did, did what, what did you, like, what do you do? Did you, did you go to the club and say, can I have these, this many tickets and they give it to you or how does that work? How did that work? Uh, well, 
for your debut game, they allocate you um, 10, 10 tickets, but for a normal yeah. game, they sort of only give you four. So yeah. um, I was pretty fortunate. A few of the other boys, um, well, I think Andrew Mackey gave me his four tickets um, yeah. and a couple of other boys gave me a few other tickets. So I was able to take all my family and um, and yeah, take a few um, close mates. So. So, you know, they would have been pretty proud to have mates and family looking on, playing your first game. Yeah, definitely. No. Um, so, Sunday, gets to Sunday, Sunday morning. What do you, can you remember what you're thinking or how are you feeling? Um, yeah, I was pretty nervous. Obviously, I just didn't want to stuff up my first kick um, if I ever got yeah. one. So yeah. That was the main thing. I, I wanted to obviously get an early touch. And I was thinking about that a fair bit. Um, leading up to it because it was obviously a late afternoon game as well so um, I had plenty of time to sit around and think about it but um, same again once I got there the older boys like Mackie and Tom Monaghan and Harry Taylor they were all um, real reassuring with me and obviously um, you know let me know that they had my back and that whatever happened happened and um, just go out there and enjoy it that was the main thing yeah and then so got to got to game time did you start start on the bench or on the field? Uh, yeah, started on started on the ground, which um, I was glad I did. Obviously, like I just said, there was there's a lot of waiting time from when yeah. I was told that I was playing to when I was actually playing. So if I had to start sit on the bench for the first six minutes, I reckon yeah. I would have melted. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy that I yeah was able to start on and, and get an early touch. Yeah. So how did you play? Did you play hard or not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, played all right. Um, few yeah. touches, so yeah, I was I was pretty happy with with my first game first up. So yeah, can't complain. Yep. So that's uh, that's round three. Did you play the next week? Yeah, played next week. I think um, first country game against Essendon. Yeah. Um, I think we didn't play that well that week. I think mean, it was a pretty close game, but we just got on top. But um, yeah, I don't think I played that well that game. So. Yep. So, trying, trying to forget that one a little bit. <laughs> All right. So that's your first season in the AFL. Can, how many games did you play that season? Uh, I played 18. So um, yeah. pretty much played every game except the couple after yep. my debut. So um, you get to the end of the season. Uh, h- how'd that go? Like, were they playing finals that year? Yeah. So, yeah, played finals. I think we finished... Might have finished second on the ladder, I think, that year, and uh, yeah. played Hawthorne Friday night um, at the MCG, um, and that was that's probably the one game I want to forget. I think I had about three touches, and they were all turnovers. Yeah, um, and yeah, pretty, I pretty much got dropped after that game, so I didn't play in the prelim. We went, that was the game where um, Isaac Smith obviously missed the goal after the siren. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, again, that was that was a great experience playing in front of um, hundred thousand um, yeah. CG. So um, yeah, something I'll look back on. Yeah, later years. Of course. Fond of. Was that was that the biggest game you've played in at the footy club, Geelong? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, biggest crowd and obviously a big yeah. occasion Friday night um, qualifying final. So um, yeah, I think probably why I played shitty ass because I was way too nervous, but. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is, and I was glad to experience it. Yeah. So, like, the people listening, that obviously they're f- from Ballerine Footy League, Drysdale. Tell, 
explain to the people listening just what it's like running out onto the, the MCG, get in your park in front of that big crowd. Um, yeah, it's a surreal feeling. Um, but I guess all the hype is probably the, the pre-game and, and going in, into the game and then obviously running out um, in, into all the um, or into the big stadiums with everyone screaming and stuff. But as soon as the ball gets bounced, it's... You, you quickly forget that, and um, it's obviously just yeah. all footy. Um, a lot of people ask me, can you even hear the boys out on the ground? And um, yeah, the crowds are loud, but um, you sort of you sort of zone that out, and you're you're able to focus yeah. on the footy and and listening to the boys out in the field. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's definitely an amazing feeling being able to to run out in front of a big crowd, and especially yeah. in the Coliseum of the NCG. Yeah. Well, do you have a Certain major highlight from your first season. Um, I reckon oh, the game where we played uh, Port Adelaide over there. Um, yeah, it was Anzac weekend. Um, it was the first time Danger had gone back over to Adelaide, and even though we weren't playing Adelaide, um, yeah. obviously the crowd was was um, getting stuck into him and yeah. Um, and I think they kicked the first five goals, and then big big fight started just after the quarter time siren, and yep. they were all involved in it. And um, I think mean, that's something I sort of look back on. That um, was when I, I sort of I got dropped in the middle of the fight, and sort of all the other older boys came in and and sort of stood up for me. And that was all, yeah, that was in I think that was my fourth game, and sort of um, you know when you have when you have players like that come in and stand up for you. Um, it sort of makes you feel a part of everything. And that was sort of, um, from that point on, sort of, um, yeah, it made me feel um, a part of something special at that club for, for the time I was there. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's something I'll look back at and think of, even though it's not it's not like a, you know, it's not a goal a, of the year or a mark of the year sort of thing. It's But it's something that you can look back and think, yeah, how good is that yeah. that I can have those blokes playing at that high level? Yeah, 100%. So speaking of players like that, who do, who do you reckon was the most talented? Obviously, there's a lot of talented players on that list, but who do you reckon was the most talented player that you played with, or players? Yeah, um, oh, you can obviously you can list Dangerfield and Joel Sowell, but that's a bit boring. They sort of speak for themselves. Yeah, um, I think Lick McCarthy was one when, even though he's gone to Brisbane and he had a few injuries there, he still some of the yeah. stuff he could do was. Um, yeah, it was pretty special, and I think a few people are starting to see that at Brisbane now. Yeah. Um, so him, Stephen Motlop, I know he's copped his fair bit of criticism, but um, there's a lot of things that he can do that um, a lot of people wish they could do. So, um, yeah, sort of those two players sort of stand out for me. Yeah, I think those two blokes sometimes are a bit underrated. Motlop's sometimes overrated, but, yeah. you know, they're, they're playing AFL football. They're talented. Yeah. So, um. Did you have like what? Did you have like a bit a bit of a group like like a couple of mates? As I said about Drysdale, but now you're at Geelong. Like not you're not on field. You're you know out the back in eating food, doing all that kind of stuff in the gym. Did you have any blokes that you hung around with? Yeah, so my mates there were um, Stephen Motlock, Nathan Vardy, um, Billy Smith, uh, yeah. and Shane Kirst, and we that was sort of our little crew that. Um, that we sort of all went and had coffees and, and played a bit of table tennis and a bit of golf um, in our spare time. Um, but then 
pretty much that whole group either got delisted or traded. So yeah, in my in my second yeah. year, but um, yeah, I think I think when you get to that sort of level, you do end up getting some clicky groups just because there's players from interstate yeah. don't really know anyone else around Geelong. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's all right. So um, you've you've finished your debut year. Talk us through the second year and you know how that went. Um, just the start of it and how many games you played. Talk about that firstly. Yeah, so started started pretty well. Obviously played um, round one against Fremantle over there. Um, played pretty good in that game, um, and we had a good win over there. Uh, then yeah, played the first four games. Played uh, I think we played. Hawthorne Easter Monday. Um, yeah. And I think it was about five minutes left to go before half time. I was sort of standing the mark and um, uh, you got kids in the background there, bud. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's <laughs> in the background <laughs> with, with, with a kitten. Yeah, right, starting to put me off a bit. But um, nah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was standing the mark and um, yeah, Gibson went to put on a block and sort of got me in the head and I was knocked out and um, yeah, yeah missed, ended up missing a couple of weeks with that. Uh, so you missed those couple of weeks and then you, did, did you come back through the VF, you come back in the VFL, did you? Yes, yeah, so I came back through the VFL, um, played about, played four games there, um, second, second two games um, in the VFL was um, emergency for AFL, so I was sort of get, edging my way closer back into the team, um, yep. and then we played a game against Richmond VFL at Punt Road, and sort of come off the back of the square, um, looking to bump a bloke, and as I've bumped him, my shoulders just sort of popped out and um, tore, tore the ligaments in me AC. So um, that was at the time I thought was the end of my um, year. Um, yep. I had to get surgery on the Monday. Um, so I was, I was supposed to miss about 10 weeks, um, with that, which was going to be pretty much the rest of the year. But, um, I was able to, um, I had a speedy recovery, did all my rehab, yep. um, and I was able to get back for the last two games, um, in the VFL, but obviously yep. the VFL weren't playing finals. So, um, when they, as the AFL rolled into their finals, I was sort of, yeah, sitting on the sidelines, a bit of a bystander. Yeah. And, you know... Obviously, it's probably a bit of a hard thing to talk about. How how did that make you feel? Um, it was obviously pretty tough. Um, it felt pretty lonely in, in rehab. I was um, I was sort of by myself as the other blokes were all able to run and stuff. I couldn't run for six weeks just because yeah. I couldn't didn't have movement in my shoulder. So um, yeah, it felt pretty lonely at times. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not the only bloke to go through it. I won't be the last. So. Can't can't sort of dwell on it too much. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. And then, so was that the year you got delisted? Yeah, so yeah, end of that year got delisted. Um, I was travelling overseas at the time with my ex partner, and um, sort of got back. And as of the day I got back, I sort of got a message asking to come into the club the next day. And um, yeah, yeah, that was the end of it. So. Bit of a sour note on the end of the trip. Yeah, it would have been a very sour note at the end of that trip. And um, so, following that, what happened? You went to your locker, got got everything out, and went home. Pretty much, cleaned out my locker, yeah. grabbed all my footy boots, um, 
had a little look in some other boys' lockers to see what they had lying around because there's yeah. no one else in the, in the locker room. But, yeah, I um, yeah, could, couldn't find anything. So, yeah, out we way. And, but um, no, they were pretty good. I was able to stay around and um, train for the next couple of months leading into the rookie yeah. draft or into the draft and the rookie draft and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, I, I was sort of start, able to stay around a little bit and sort of stay under the yeah. nose. But, yeah, nothing came of it eventually. Yeah. But so... To finish off with uh, the Geelong stuff, just yeah, tell us about what the what the football club's about. Like the people that playing on on Cadinia Park, that crowd. How, how did you enjoy the Geelong Football Club, and what it's all about in an AFL club? Um, yeah, obviously look back at it and um, and and pretty happy with what I was able to achieve with my time there. Um, obviously, I made some good mates there, um, even off field people in the. Um, as the trainers and I guess the property stewards and all that, like there's some good off, off field people there to um, that I've stayed in touch with as well. So, um, although it was a, a pretty quick time there, only two years, I was able to make some lifelong memories and, and yeah. meet some good people. So, yeah, definitely glad I got the opportunity to do it. Well, of course, you'd be glad you've uh, you played 22 games of AFL football, you know, not many a lot of people want to play football and they don't even get to play one. You've played 22 games. It, you know, it doesn't matter if you've played 200, 300. You, you played AFL at the highest level. So it's really something you should be proud of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so if you're down at the Geelong Footy Club uh, to, you know, thinking about going to VFL local football. Uh, yeah, had offers to go to... Um other VFL clubs, but um, I mean, when I, when I was at the Geelong VFL, um, I didn't really enjoy my time that much there. So um, yeah. I guess that standard of football, everyone obviously wants to, to try and better themselves and, and make an AFL list. So it's very individualised where I'd sort of been to where I was and I was, um, yeah, more looking for the team aspect and, and playing with close mates again. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that was the reason why I didn't go to another VFL club. I sort of signed at Le- back at Leopold and um, get involved yeah. with my mates because um, they they won the flag in 2016, that, which I wasn't a part of, so well, I missed out. So, um, yeah. yeah, I sort of wanted to go back there and, and try and win one with them again. Yep, yeah. so still at Leopold now and uh, you'd be... You'd be really enjoying your football, you know, playing with all your mates, still playing at that GFL high level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you played in the Vic team, was it a couple of years ago? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that first year out of AFL, um, yeah. made the Vic country team. And, um, yeah, that's another another special memory that I've got, obviously, with the late Spud Frawley, um, you know, getting to rub yeah. shoulders with him and, and spend a weekend with him. Um was um yeah pretty good down I think down in Ballarat for the weekend and um yeah, yeah just the way he was like he just he wanted to have a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh and um yeah it was good to obviously be able to spend some time with him and um yeah learn a few things off him as well. Yeah, I think it would have been a fantastic opportunity to learn off someone like that and now to look back on all the things he's done and now that he's passed it, it would have been pretty proud to work with him playing under yeah 100% so yeah alright um, so you're playing at Leopold uh, currently so how many years you've been back at Leopold uh, 
Three yeah, oh, this would be my third. Um, if we obviously yeah. if we get the season going, um, it will be my third. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had we had a pretty good year in my first year back there. I think we only lost one game for the year, and um, but obviously went out in straight sets. And then um, yeah. last year we sort of limped to the finals and had a few injuries and just sort of couldn't couldn't make it up um, at the end of the yeah. year. So um, yeah, we got flogged by St Mary's. So um, yeah. Would be good to get a season going this year. We've obviously got a new coach and a few new, new players, and even some older yeah. players who might be sort of leaving. So um, yeah, it'd be sort of good to hopefully get something going and um, yeah, give it a crack this year. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully you can get something going down at uh, Leopold Footy Club this year, mate. Yeah. But um, all right, to do that, come into the end of this uh, bit of uh, episode, we'll we'll throw right back to. Drysdale. Yep. Um, so I want you to uh, see if there's a bit of truth in this. Yeah. Is it true when you got cleaned up versus Ocean Grove, did your old man jump the fence? <laughs> uh, yeah, true. I don't know how far he got over the fence, but he was definitely um, <laughs> had one leg over and I think there was about three or four blokes that had to hold him back. So, um yeah, I don't think he was too happy with the treatment that I received, so there's no. a bit of truth in that. Yeah, that, was that 2009, that yeah, one? Yeah, 2009, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, of course, we're going back to Drysdale. Yep. Um, can you, like, remember who you played with in that year, um, in 2009, and then... Like looking up at the senior players, who do you reckon's the greatest Drysdale player you've seen play? Um, well, I think he's been said a few times, but probably Squizzy. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. He, he wasn't the most talented footballer, but um, he probably hate me saying that. But um, I don't know. Just what he brought to the to the group week in week out. Like um, you know, he'd be playing on one leg some weeks and just still. Um, locking down their best forward and and still running off him every week. Um, yeah. So um, I think he'd, he'd be up there with one of the best I've ever seen. Even him and um, Reese Holwell, I think um, they're sort of yeah. they're pretty hard to split those two. What they've been able to achieve yeah. for that club, for our club. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, Flobs, Binger, and yourself have all said probably Squiz. So I think uh, in the next couple of weeks we will be getting him on this show, hopefully. So I think that'll be fantastic to see who he thinks is uh, the greatest hawk he's seen. Yeah, well, hopefully if he's listening, I hope he you know, might say my name. <laughs> Just return the favour, Squiz, to your point. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right. Um, so uh, can you – you've played at Drysdale, Leopold, where it be – and then into the Geelong, can, what what is do you reckon is your greatest memory? Like you spoke about that game over in Port, you've had your AFL debut at two thousand nine Ballerine Premiership, but what do you reckon is the greatest memory out of all of that? Um, I think it would be the night after the 09 flag. Um, yeah, just, yeah. I think um, it might have been, or someone said it the other day about um, you just felt like rock stars that night. Um, yeah. Obviously, first um, flag in, I think it was about 24 years. And um, I think it was 2005 or something they they lost. And um, like I said, there was a few of those players who, who were retired now that 
sort of came up to me and um, yeah, sort of said how how much it means to the town and and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, just that night is probably one of the um, best memories I've had in my whole football career. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just playing in the game; it was actually um, yeah, being able to um, you know share it with the the whole town and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I think even the the next day, um, Squizzy and Reese got on. Um, donkey balls is lawn, right on Lormo and was driving down the middle of the town and <laughs> and held up the whole um, main road down Drysdale and you know no one really cared so um, yeah yeah that was yeah that was a special um, special memory yeah something like that just to a uh, local community footy to have a whole town and the club just you know celebrating that the next day and into the next week it, it'll be something that you can look back on and think. How good was that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I'll ask you a couple of questions, and then you know we'll finish yep. off. Who throughout your career, who do you reckon has has been your biggest inspiration? Um. Oh, I'd probably have to say my old man. Um. Yeah. He, uh, he's obviously drove me a lot to all my games. Um. Been my harshest critic at times. Um. And all yeah. that sort of stuff. I was, uh, like most dads are. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, he's rode every bump and wave that I've, that I've been involved in with football so far and, and continues to do so um, even at this time. So, um, I think, yeah, he's he's been a big influence on my footy career. Yeah, that's perfect, mate. Um, all right, we'll get into a couple of, uh, you know, Q&A questions yeah. to finish off. Um, if... If you're an animal, what would it be and why? I asked Flybs and Bing of this, so I'm interested to see what you, you've got to say. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, right. I probably should have thought about this question, knowing that you've already asked it, but um, I don't know. I'll say a cheetah. As, I don't know. Yeah. Cheetah? Well, we've got a WhatsApp group, a um, few more close mates, and it's it's called the Three Cheetahs. So um, yeah. I don't there's a, there's a backstory behind it, but it goes on for a while. So I'll leave that one out. But, yeah. uh, no, all right. Yeah, another, yeah, day, another day. Another day. So, yeah, three uh, cheaters. Yeah, all right. Um, who do you reckon is the funniest player you've ever played with at, we'll say, Drysdale or Leopold? Funniest player would... Oh, I don't know. I'd probably have to say... I don't, oh shit! I probably just saw. Um, I'll say Billy Smith. He he had a year at Leopold, and he's a he's a funny man. So um, yeah. I'll yeah. say him. Uh, he's gone back up to Warnbury. Yeah, he's gone back home. Yeah. So where yeah. he belongs, probably. <laughs> um. All right. So I'll couple more things to talk about quickly, and then we'll finish yeah. off now. I want you to tell us about the day you were late to the old Telstra Dome. What happened? It was, it, tell us about You've been that. talking to Binger, haven't you? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Can't yeah, say. Oh, well, the story goes that um, everyone thought that I'd gone to the, the MCG, not Telstra Dome, but um, I actually hadn't trained all that week. I actually I didn't go into the club. Um, and yeah. so... Um, the whole week, obviously, they had a set time for the game, and and later in the week, the time had been changed, been brought forward half an hour. Um, yeah. So, uh, me and 
I picked up Bingo. I got Bingo ticket to the game and he drove up with me and we'll sort of drive up there and we got halfway and I got a phone call from um, one of the, the people at Geelong and they sort of asked me where I was and I said, oh, I'm just on the highway. I'll be there in about half an hour. They go, you realise you're supposed to be here now? And I was like, oh, shit, sorry. I'll get there as quick as I can. I hung up yeah. the phone and sort of looked at Bing and I go, Fuck, isn't the game supposed to be at quarter to two? And he goes, no, they changed it to quarter past one. And I was like, oh. so obviously put my foot down, tried to get to the game. Um Got there yeah. 45 minutes late, then got there, put me clothes on, get it, getting ready to warm up and got a tap on the shoulder from Chris Scott. And he just said, oh, don't worry about putting clothes on, mate. You, you're going to miss out. Oh, you're kidding. So, rang Binger, got back in the car, drove home. He we streamed it on his phone. Um, and yeah. two weeks later, I got a speeding fine as well in the mail. So, oh. yeah, a bit, bit of a bad day, that one. What a, a bit of a... Massive couple of weeks. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, I just uh, I thought I'd ask you that one. <laughs> if there was uh, what happened yeah. that day? No, not good, but uh, you get those days. Yes. Um. So you're playing at Leopold now. I'm going to ask you a question that I'm sure a lot of drive seller people will ask you. And you know, yeah. um, can you see yourself ever pulling on the brown and gold? Drysdale uh, lady in your career. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I've uh, I've always said that um, I'll end up at back at Drysdale and I'll finish a Drysdale player. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just turned twenty eight, so I'm obviously getting a bit older. So um, you know, the time the time might be sooner rather than later, I guess. Um, so we'll see. Um, something I'll probably might think about over um, or at the end of this year if we if we get a season underway. If we don't, well. Um, you know, I've got a fair bit to weigh up, so um, yeah, yeah. Short answer to that is I don't really know, but yeah, it could could be sooner rather than later. Could be sooner rather than later, but you know, you're you're playing at the GFL level at the moment, yeah. so you know, keep keep going with that. Yeah, but uh, we do hope to see you on Mortimer Oval soon. Yep, yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right, so I think we're we're just about done with this, but um. Can you tell for there's a lot of juniors listening? Do you reckon you can explain? You know, if they want to play AFL, that you don't have to just think. Oh, after get drafted at 18, that they can think that they can. You know, there's another route if they are that talented. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, um, I didn't go through the traditional pathway of under 18s. Um, I was. I was a late developer. I was, I was pretty small, um, pretty small and skinny. And, yeah, it just sort of took me a bit longer. Obviously, sort of had had the talent behind me. I just sort of had to um, sort of get the body right um, and, um, you know, sort of yeah, get myself ready for a chance at it. But um, yeah, I think we're starting to see it more now that um, players are coming in at 22, 23 and, and stepping in and um, actually taking – taking control of the game. We got Tom Stewart and um yeah. obviously Michael Bowe did it back when he was when he did it and um there's obviously a yeah. few other players. So I think and there's even talk about now trying to lift the the draft age to at least twenty. So yeah. um yeah it's just something that if you know if you want it bad enough you there's there's other ways around it and you've just got to be willing to put in the work, I guess. Yeah. That's exactly right, mate. Um all right. Uh 
want to thank you very much for coming on the Hawks Nest podcast for episode three. It's uh, it's been a good chat. And uh, oh, to finish off, is there anything you know you want to mention? You want to shout out anyone or a business? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give my business a bit of a shout out. City Surf Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah, City Surf Landscaping, all your needs, um, landscaping. So, you know, if there's anyone out there listening that's, that wants some work done in their backyard or front yard, you know, give us a call. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, of course, mate. So that's, what is it? City Surf Landscaping? Yeah. yeah perfect, mate. All right. Thank you very much for coming on, Tom Ruggles. No jobs, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawk's Nest podcast. Don't forget to like and share our podcast.